Good morning, Tri-Valley Church of Christ. My name is Bryce Smith, and I am the preaching minister at the Sonoma Avenue Church of Christ in Santa Rosa, California. I am honored uh, to be here with you today to share some thoughts, but really, I feel like it's you that should be talking to me. Uh, the Bryce that you are looking at this morning is the 2020 Bryce. I'm still living in the pandemic. The new year hasn't come, and times are tough here in 2020, but you, you guys are living in 2021 which means of course that the pandemic is over. Uh, people have stopped fighting and arguing with one another. Jobs are coming back, things are opening up. They are flying cars. Why are you looking at me like that? Well, what do you mean nothing has changed? Three days won't change the whole world? There aren't any flying cars? <sighs> well, never mind then. Word is that even though 2020, the longest decade we have ever lived through, is ending, things are not automatically going to get better once 2021 shows up. So let's change course then. There are no easy fixes or easy solutions to the broken world that we currently live in. I'm sorry to break that to you. Apparently, I'm dealing with that myself here this morning. It's a hard truth that we've had to face, though, over the last year, and apparently we are going to have to keep facing it. It's been a year that none of us could have really anticipated, and we have been stretched and changed in ways that we never would have chosen for ourselves. So what has this last year taught you? Have you struggled? Have you suffered? Did you find yourself short on hope and long on worry? Well, something good spiritually can come from a year like this if we are open to it. You see, the struggle takes the shine off of this world. It reminds us that this world is not all that there is. Thank God. And it plants a deep longing in our hearts ever rising to the surface that we don't belong here. God has a home for us and we long to be with him. But we still live here. And while we live here, we are people of faith, which should set us apart from those who are around us that don't know God or don't have faith in God. We are living in this temporary place, but we are longing for the eternal. We have survived 2020. We want to be better in 2021. I want to be a person of greater faith this year, 2021, than I was the previous year. Well, first off, we have to recognize that this whole issue of faith, again, is what makes us distinct from other institutions because our faith in God is what makes us who we are. But faith in and of itself is a challenge. It's, it's in its very nature. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. We are to have confidence in what we hope for and assurance in what we do not see. And what does this mean? Well, it means that if we are going to be people of faith, we have to be willing to step out into things that are beyond our control. Uh, we're going to have to put ourselves into situations that we may not understand. We are going to have to do what is unthinkable, to go where no one else would go. And we are going to do it because we believe that our God is with us and will go with us and make the way for us. 
well, this sounds good, right? Uh, it's great as a concept, but it's more difficult in, in practice. And in fact, I think one of our biggest struggles is to be the people of possibility that God calls us to be through faith. Now, in our defense, we come by this naturally. The first problem really is not that we do or don't have faith. The problem is that we tend to think small. Let me set the stage for you. God had brought his people out of Egypt and delivered them from one of the greatest empires, the greatest armies in the world. And God had done this on his own. The Israelites didn't really have to lift a finger. All they had to do was pack and go. He took them to the land that he was going to give to them and told them it was theirs for the taking because he, their God, was going before them. They got to the edge of their land where they sent some, some spies out and these spies came back with some of the riches of the land. But the people heard the reports and they decided that this whole plan that God had to send them into this place wasn't such a good idea. From Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses 26 through 31. But you were unwilling to go up. You rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. You grumbled in your tents and said, The Lord hates us, so he brought us out of Egypt to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us. Where can we go? Our brothers have made our hearts melt in fear. They say the people are stronger and taller than we are. The cities are large with walls up to the sky. We even saw the Anakites there. Then I said to you, do not be afraid, do not be afraid of them. The Lord your God who is going before you will fight for you as he did for you in Egypt before your very eyes and in the wilderness. There you saw how the Lord your God carried you as a father carried his son all the way you went until you reached this place. So you see the problem, don't you? That God is a God of endless possibilities and God has already shown himself to his people. He already delivered them from the greatest power in the world and he takes them to this place and says, this land is yours. And their response is, the people are too big. They are too tall. Their walls are too tall. What have you done to us to bring us to this place? They could not see the possibilities. All they saw were limitations. And they should have known better because God had proven himself to them. And when they walked out there and they said, this thing that you want for us, God, isn't possible, they were not just expressing doubt in themselves, they were expressing doubt in God, whether they were aware of it or not. And they were questioning what he was actually capable of. And in those moments, they were not people of possibility. Now, is this representative of our normal way of thinking? I think so. I think we struggle with dreaming. We see obstacles, and when those obstacles seem insurmountable, we decide that they are, in fact, insurmountable. We can be terrible dreamers, and that has a huge effect on our faith because it makes our faith, I don't know, about this size. I mean, you can put a little bit in this communion cup, you know how much, but... It's going to overflow very quickly. And when this is true, when our faith is like this, our faith is small. This cup is so small when it comes to our relationship with God because it's based largely on what we believe is possible. Now, it's our natural tendency to think this way, to have this kind of limitation and but how do we change this? How do we make our faith bigger? 
How do we become people of greater faith? Well, there are a couple things that we could focus on this morning. Number one is that if we are going to become people of greater faith, we need to be people who are receptive to God. Will you hear when God speaks to you? Look, it's not such a simple question. Not everybody hears what God is saying to them. Not everyone listens to the direction that God wants for their lives. There is a reason why Jesus often said, whoever has ears, let them hear. I mean, obviously everybody has ears, but not everyone chooses to hear. So being people of greater faith starts with this basic commitment of being receptive to God, of hearing him. And when you read through the Bible story, God is desperately in search of people who will hear him. And you see it over and over again. God spoke to Noah in Genesis 6, Abraham in Genesis 12, Moses in Exodus 3, all the prophets who would listen to God when no one else will. God appeared to Peter on the rooftop in Acts 10, Saul on the road to Damascus in Acts 9. And, and something that is true about all of these cases is that God was searching for somebody who would hear him and would understand what it was that he was asking of them. You could argue that the history of God with his people is one of God trying to make himself heard by them. God needs people who are going to hear what he has to say so that his kingdom can take root on earth. So if we can start by just being receptive, by hearing what God has to say, by having ears that are open, then our faith could grow to something larger. Our faith can grow, it will get bigger, it can hold more of what it is that God wants for us to have. But just this kind of growth from here to here, while it seems big, is just the first drop in the bucket. Because the second thing that we need, if we are going to hear God, is a healthy dose of humility. Once you hear what God is asking you to do, will you actually do it? A person of faith recognizes more than anything else, I think, that God knows better than they do. You see, it's not enough just to hear God. We have to hear his words, listen to them, and be willing to let his words guide us, even if it goes against what we would do. And remember, what we would do is usually about this big. Look at the life of Abraham as an example. Something that we see in his life is that even though he was asked to do difficult things, he rarely questioned whether God knew what he was doing. Now, he wasn't always sure how things were going to work out, but at the same time, if God told him to go, he went. If God told him to do something, he did it. Abraham, and this is one of my favorite things about him, never considered himself to be smarter than God. From Hebrews 11, verses 17 through 19. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. He who had embraced the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God could even raise the dead, and so in a manner of speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. 
So do you hear what the writer is saying here? Abraham had so much faith in God that he followed God even when what God said didn't make sense, even when what God said seemed to contradict what God had told him before. Abraham still believed that in all of these things, God knew better. And look, it is so easy for us to want to feel like we have to figure things out and make our own plans. We need to help God figure out how to do the things that God wants to do. But faith says that God makes the plans and that God always knows better than we do. So if we can hear, then our faith will grow. And if we can use humility to say, God knows what to do even better than I do, then our faith can take the next step from something maybe this size to something about this size. Okay, it's bigger. You could fill this up a couple of times with this. When we come to this place, our faith grows. We listen to God. We realize that God knows better than we do. And we are almost ready to take the next step. All the while, our faith is growing and stretching and becoming something new. So what is the next step? We, we hear, uh, we have humility. And then the third thing is we have courage. Will you trust God to make the impossible possible? It takes courage to give up control to God and to let him have his way with your life. But this is where the great stories of faith actually come from. The people who allow God to do great things through them. Abraham took his son Isaac up to the mountain, the son of promise, the son through whom God was going to make everything happen, and Abraham raised the knife to kill him. And however you feel about that story from Genesis chapter 22, it is undeniably an act of courage on the part of Abraham to trust God this much, to go and do something crazy. Here's the thing. God needs people to confront God kings, to stand in front of huge crowds and proclaim the truth, to go to their deaths precisely because they believe in him and want to speak the truth about him. They have heard his voice. They know that he knows what he is doing, and they step forward into action to do something out of faith. And when you can do that, step forward in courage to use your faith, well, then your faith grows from something like this to something like this. Stepping out into the impossible is where our faith really grows, where we push ourselves and force ourselves to trust God, where we allow God to really, really come through. And this is a difficult step for us, but if we have heard his voice and we realize that he knows what he is doing, then there are great things we can do through his power. Which leads us to the last point. <clears throat> the last thing we need is confidence. Not confidence in ourselves, but confidence in him. Think about David fighting Goliath. He wasn't scared at all, and at no point in the story did he think that throwing a rock at a giant was a stupid idea. The reason? He had so much confidence in God that any of his fear was erased. From 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 45 through 49. 
David said to the Philistine, You come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. This very day I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds and the wild animals, and the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and stuck, struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. Something that I had never noticed before from the account was that David ran at Goliath. He had confidence in God. And as Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8, if God is for us, then who can be against us? There's something reckless about this confidence in God. We tend to make faith decisions based on our circumstances or abilities. We analyze whether we will be successful before we step out. But that by nature is not a faith decision. A faith decision comes from listening to God, realizing that he knows better, believing that he can do the impossible, and then stepping out and seeing what will happen through his power. You know what the faith experience is really supposed to be like? It's not supposed to be like a cup or a pitcher or a bucket. The faith experience is much more like this. There is something terrifying to me about open water. It is so vast and outside of my control. I have no idea what is underneath me. And the water is so big that it can take me whatever, wherever it wants for me to go. But here is the great thing about having faith in God. God promises that the possibilities for what he can do in our life are endless, that they are vast, that there is nothing that can contain what God is capable of doing in our lives. And if we will abandon our small vessels, our cups, our buckets, that there is the opportunity for endless filling. Can we be a people of greater faith? Can we be a people of possibility? I think that we can, but it is going to take a lot of effort on our part. As the world has very quickly spun into control and chaos, into worry and doubt and fear, we have the opportunity as people of faith to tell a different story. To tell a story of a God who is not, in fact, out of control. To tell a story of a God who is not pressured or dominated or steered by the circumstances of this world. Instead, we can tell the story of a God who is speaking to his people, who is looking for people that will hear him for people that know who he is that he is God and he is in control people that 
will have courage to go out and confidence in him. And that these people, these people that hear him, that know him, that step out in faith, that they will change the world because our God is God of endless possibilities. Church, may we be a people of possibilities as well. Not because we are great, but because he is great. May we hear, may we have humility, may we have courage, may we have confidence, and may we step into the realm of all that is possible through our amazing God.